Hi, this is Dr. Stephen V. You're listening to the Take Care and Live podcast, and this is Tuesday's Take. Welcome, everybody. This is 2023. Amazing, amazing, just simply amazing. Words cannot express how grateful I am that uh, I've made it to a new year. I am just as excited and grateful that you have as well, that you are here on earth. There's work for you to do. Um, there's a purpose for you to live out. There is, There are people for you to love. There are people here to love you. And you have a reason to take care and live, to thrive through the intersections of your life, no matter what they might be. And that's what this podcast is all about. And as we enter in 2023, amidst... Um, a changing of our culture. It's been three years since we have come out of um, the global pandemic. Is that right to say that? Three years since? Well, it's been three years since the global pandemic. And so we are doing a bit of recuperating of our sense of self, of our sense of community, of our sense of engagement, um, how we operate in the world. There's been a, a recalibration and a rewriting of it all. Uh, and that's a bit of what I'm going to talk about today, um, because one of the areas that has been and is being recalibrated for many of us are our relationships, particularly friendships. Right. And even this this notion of do I need friends? Do I need friends? I, I lived almost three years with limited access to them. Can I, do I really need them? And, and I think uh, a lot of what we see in, in our mental health uh, statistics um, and what we are seeing play out in uh, what people are doing um, to their bodies and their lives um, has demonstrated that, in fact, yes, we do. Um, and it's simply, you know, today I want to share this issue of uh, or this notion of camaraderie. You know, you and I need camaraderie. Um, we need friendship. Uh, we need a reliable relationship or two. Camaraderie is a source that helps give you and I vision for the future. It keeps you and I moving forward, especially, especially uh, when we are prone to feelings of hopelessness. And there are times when we will enter spaces of feeling hopeless. Camaraderie helps to stabilize us and actually remove us from an atmosphere, from an environment of hopelessness. A comrade is simply a companion who shares um, uh, our activities or is a fellow member of the same organization. But more deeper, more deeply, the word comrade is is defined as a person who is an intimate friend or associate, right? It's someone who moves from just being someone with whom we share um, space with to someone we share room with. And I dare say um, space and the room of our heart with. Matter of fact, the Spanish meaning of the word comrade 
uh, camarada, uh, I'm saying it wrong, uh, camarada, camarada, uh, which it means chambermate. Camarada means chambermate, someone with whom you share room, right? You share the room with them. You know, after uh, some time of you spending uh, prolonged periods of time in the same room with someone, um, you don't just um, treat one another as as space takers. You begin to exchange ideas and feelings and experiences uh, and beliefs and values, and it becomes this merging or this intertwining of of relating to one another that causes you and allows you to be lifted. Um, um, out of just being uh, room sharers to uh, chamber uh, space sharers, right? Uh, people who begin to um, collide um, in a good way uh, or, or, or merge or immerse in each other's livelihoods. And so when we think about a comrade, think about a chambermate, someone who shares with us the space in which we are doing life. There's a proverb that says a friend loves at all times and a brother or sister for that matter is born for a difficult time. There's no more greater reason to have comrades than when we're facing a difficult time. Sometimes comrades come as a result of a difficulty and there are times when Absolutely, comrades are needed to help us when we're in the midst of difficulty. So I'm going to pose some questions for you to consider as we spend some time together today. Here's the first question. How will you invest in your friendship account this year? How will you invest in your friendship account this year? Who have you been keeping on the peripheral of your life that now needs to be drawn closer and be drawn closer in as a comrade or a trusted friend. Think about your current circles, the current circle of people that you are with. Where do you need to take a leap um, um, at risk in making a new friend? New friendships provide new perspectives. They provide alternate points of view. They disrupt our comfortable uh, zone of thinking. Um, our limited normal. That's what new relationships do. You know, the risk of, of not just sharing the room, but sharing the heart, sharing the chamber of your heart. So who have you been keeping on the peripheral of your life that now needs to be drawn closer to you as a comrade and as a trusted friend? I recall in my 20s, I was confronted with the reality that I needed a change in my own relationships. Uh, I started to have a longing for camaraderie, especially camaraderie with men uh, that I had uh, not known before. Um, and I could feel myself losing oxygen. If I were to term it, uh, I would say I felt myself losing a level of relational oxygen because where I was, um, for a good chunk of time, for a number of years, um, those folks, that environment, those relationships didn't speak to the uh, my own need. And in 
that stage, my own masculine need for life-giving relationships. Um, and so I needed to change locations. I knew there was something that needed to change, and one of it was geography. If I was going to engage in camaraderie in new ways, uh, and so I had to take a risk. I had to enter new circles. I had to part from people I already knew and that I had known. Um, and that was a risk. I didn't know uh, what I would find by leaving that group of people, that community of people to another. But I recognized that had I stayed there, I would run out of oxygen. So my soul wanted something more. My mind, my will, my experiences wanted something more. And there was stuff that needed to be developed in me that needed to be cultivated in me that I knew staying where I was in that relational space, um, it simply couldn't provide. It wasn't um, a knock at the people there at that time. It wasn't um, any shaming of who they were or weren't for me. I required a new level of camaraderie and that required me to take some action. And this happened again in my 30s. In my 30s, I needed comrades who knew how to embrace being an outsider, <laughs> strangely enough. Uh, folks who were, had to get, who were comfortable with being an outsider and, and sitting in discomfort and sitting in uncomfortable spaces while at the same time um, being able to be effective and faithful in their own crafts. Um, still being able to move forward and have vision um, about what was possible when other people thought it was unrealistic or irrational. You know, that kind of camaraderie wasn't common to find. People would either follow in, uh, the status quo um, or just acquiesce and get a sense that, hey, they, they would just be lonely because there was no one else like them. But I had to be delivered to find other people who were in similar situations, who, who were comfortable, who found themselves determined um, to make peace with being an outsider and not allow the feeling of being an outsider to disrupt them in their effectiveness in the environments that they were called to work um, and serve. Um, that was unique for me in my 30s, um, and yet I needed the few people who could identify with that. And we became fuel and support to one another. Um, and so and now in my 40s, camaraderie um, has been a lot more about respecting the transient nature of relationships. Um, and what I mean by that, I mean, being able to adapt in ways to people's multiple responsibilities. I mean, you know, the ability to spend prolonged time with friends is different in your 20s than it is in um your 30s and 40s, um, your life evolves, you take on more responsibility, you become responsible for more people, um, you become responsible for more ways in which time is allocated. And so um, there's that mix um, of challenge there. Uh, and in my 40s, it has become the ability to adapt to the transientness of how time is spent in those relationships, not being easily deterred by a cancellation or a change in schedule. Uh, I'm a lot more deliberate about making time to connect or disrupt my own normally scheduled programming so that the camaraderie flourishes, right? Um, and you find 
um, you find that, that that will become a necessity if you want the relationships that you value and that the other person also values in you to continue to move ahead. You, you adjust. Um, you don't take it personally. Um, you're not um, easily frustrated. Um, but there seems to be a persistence that arises from you and the other person because you recognize um, your fuel for one another. And then there, there, there's something else that you discover that I want to bring to your attention that if you are having this experience of where you are finding it difficult uh, to connect with someone, you're trying to be persistent uh, and connect with the individual and it doesn't happen, um, there, there's some nuance to that as well. Uh, when you are consistently trying to connect with someone and you just see that it's uh, and they've been stable or stable relationships for you and somehow it just doesn't seem to be working anymore, your ability to connect, it, it's, it's less about them being friends anymore or about them showing themselves friendly. And it's more about your own relational season changing. You know, you may very well be experiencing a relational season change right you're experiencing your own relational season change and because of that you are being pushed out of that relationship and challenged to, to cultivate a new uh, relationship or new relationships comrades in other spaces and other places who very well possess other ways of thinking and other points of view in different locations Right. Maturity is about being able to move forward and embrace the new comrades in your life for the season of life you're in without um, being emotionally uh, critical of the relationships that you've had that maybe haven't ended. They've just shifted. All right. So that's the, one of the signs of maturity for you. And one of the signs of maturity we want to move in is recognizing that just because um, a relationship is not as it was before, it is more a sign of the relational seasonal change you're experiencing. And it's not that the relationship is no longer valuable or that it's non-existent, but rather that it has shifted. And so that leads me to the final question that I'm going to challenge you to ask yourself is what hangups do you need to relinquish so that your soul, that is your mind, your will and emotions can be open to growing the relationship in new ways. So you're taking on this new relationship, you're taking the risk, but what hangups do you need to relinquish so that your soul, your mind, your will and emotions can be open to growing the relationship in this way, even despite past disappointments. Okay. Maybe you were disappointed by someone or some ones that caused you to believe that developing comrades for this season of your life is not doable. When in fact they are, what really has to happen is what hangups do you need to let go of in your own soul that you are constantly leaning on as an excuse for not cultivating and moving out of your comfort zone of friendship into new territories of camaraderie so that the chamber of your heart 
and the needs of the chamber of your own heart can be met because we are relational people. And so here we are in 2023 and your opportunity is, is to grow out of isolation back into meaningful, healthy relationships. So let's recap the three questions. The three questions you need to ask yourself are, how will you invest in your friendship account this year? Who have you been asking, excuse me, or who have you been keeping in the peripheral of your life that now needs to be drawn closer in as a comrade or a trusted friend? And thirdly, what hangups do you need to relinquish so that your own soul, your mind, will, and emotions can be open to growing the relationship in this way, despite your past disappointments? And so I'm going to close with this. Remember that camaraderie is a resource that helps give you and I a vision for the future. Camaraderie keeps us moving forward and camaraderie cultivates a hope-filled life rather than a helpless one. So remember, as you are moving ahead and steering uh, your life, make sure it involves giving people the chance and the space in your heart to be the reliable friend that you need for this season. And yes, there is a comrade for all seasons to take care and live. Thank you for stopping by this episode of the Take Care and Live podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would, like the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, and even write a review so others know just how much you enjoyed the show. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again. And in the meantime, take care and live.